Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. This interview is so fun for me because I'm interviewing another sorority sister and Girl Scout alum who (laughs) we haven't talked in a long, long time, probably a good 10 years, but we once spring breaked together. So (laughs) we do go way back. And I'm just really excited to catch up with you today and to hear about your experience with Girl Scouts, both as a girl and as an adult. So without further ado, please tell us, who are you? Where are you from? And are you currently involved with Girl Scouts? And if so, what council? Hey, I'm super excited to be here. My name is Allie English. I am currently living in Kansas City, originally from Phoenix, Arizona. So I've had my Girl Scout Council experience back in Phoenix. I work for Girl Scouts as a brand manager for our local council here. I was a Girl Scout back in Phoenix from about, I think, I'm pretty sure I was a Daisy through a junior. And did unfortunately leave the program as a junior only because I moved, but I wish that I had stayed in it a little bit longer, but it was a great, it was a great experience for me and I, I absolutely loved it. So for starters, tell us more about your current role as a brand manager. How long have you been doing that and what do you actually do? For sure. I have been working for Girl Scouts since 2015. I left the financial space and kind of ended up in the financial space on accident. I didn't really ever mean to go there. When I was looking for my next opportunity, I was really drawn to something in the nonprofit world. And I was very fortunate around that time, this position opened up. I was actually applying for two positions at the time. And very quickly, we realized that the brand manager was the one that I was a great fit for. My role has kind of evolved over the years, just as our needs have changed. When I started out, I was doing a lot of event photography and writing blogs. So I was doing interviews every week. And my role specifically was really focused on the adult experience. So there were two brand managers when I was first hired. And one was for the girl experience and one was for the adult experience. So I was focused on working with adults and also working with the philanthropy team to integrate our alums and our volunteers into becoming supporters of the organization as well. So I, yeah, like I said, I, I've done, I do, did blogs pretty consistently. I still do event photography and a lot of my role has really transitioned into digital communications through graphic design and things like that, especially for our Facebook groups and other communication to just help people see what's going on and keep up with what's happening in the council and, so yeah, that's kind of where my my role has transitioned. I've also worked on a lot of giving campaigns, so writing writing letters, writing annual reports, and getting to interview really amazing families that are in the Girl Scouting program to do those. Super cool. So rewinding to your girl member Girl Scout days, what are some of your best memories growing up in Girl Scouts? I was really fortunate to have a really cool troop that had dads involved as well, which I don't think was super common, especially in the 90s. I actually think I went through cadet now that I'm reflecting on it. I think I had bridged to cadet before I left. But I think some of my most special memories, honestly, were outdoor things. You know, I was was in a troop with about five or six other girls, I believe. And it it varied throughout the time, but there was about four of us that were consistent. We were all really close and our parents were really close. And so 
when we would go camping, you know, I had, usually there were two dads out there, three moms. And the cool thing about that was that I got to see from a very young age, men being involved in a female focused leadership program. And my dad was a really strong advocate of me being a Girl Scouts because he was in Boy Scouts and benefited so much from it. And one thing that he always said is he's like, Boy Scouts allowed me as a man to do soft skill things in the 1960s that I would not have been allowed to do otherwise. He's like, I learned to sew in in Boy Scouts. I learned to cook and do other things that were just not necessarily allowed. And he was like, I, you know, when I had a daughter, he was like, I definitely wanted her to have that same opportunity for the more masculine skill set. And so I was really, really fortunate to um, have a lot of cool parents. And my mom was definitely involved too. And she was, I believe she was in Girl Scouts when she was younger. But the kind of unique thing about it was that I just, I felt like I got to have these other adults in my life that were, that were so involved and they all came from different backgrounds. They all had different jobs and I was just really, really fortunate to get that experience with them. So I would say those are probably my best memories are just being out and camping and hiking and, you know, getting to be in the wilderness in Arizona, always a great thing. Yeah. Were those activities things that you did outside of Girl Scouts as well? Like, were you already an outdoors lover before you got involved? Or was that an opportunity to do something that you wouldn't otherwise do? You know, I think the two things were always somewhat connected. I was in Girl Scouts for so long. And most of my outdoors stuff was in Girl Scouts. But my dad was a big camper. We didn't go crazy amounts, but we definitely did go pretty regularly, which was, which was great. And so I think I developed that love in Girl Scouts and outside of Girl Scouts, but I definitely think Girl Scouts was a huge place where I got to do it with people my age and have that kind of fun experience, you know, with other girls and learning things. And now I'm, you know, I'm a camper. I don't do it very often, but I love camping. I have a lot of camping gear and, I noticed that the people in my life that like to camp all tended to also be Girl Scouts, which was really cool. In addition to like the troop camp environment, did you go to summer camp or like residential camp with Girl Scouts? I did not. And that was something that's been really interesting for me since joining the council as a staff member. I'm not sure if it was just the difference in our councils, but there was something about it that I just wasn't as clued into the camp opportunities at my original council back at home, whereas the camp opportunities here, you know, we've had, we have multiple campsites and yeah, it was just not something I did when I grew up, but I, I, I'm really envious of what some of the girls got to do and get to do now. And the day camp, the service unit thing, it was not ever really something I remember experiencing. It was, I felt like our troop was very solo so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't something I really got to do much with, but we did tr- individual troop camping quite a bit. What are some of your best troop camp memories and like what did troop camp mean to you? I think those were the times that I really got to first try out being outdoors and not being afraid of being outside. Like the great thing about camping and being outdoors is that you never know what's going to happen. You could face any number of obstacles just being in nature. And 
that was really something that that helped me I think build some confidence as a kid is you know I got I got I got to experience not knowing what was going to happen and that's very much adult life you never know what's going to happen and aside from the beauty of it and just the peace that comes with nature I think that confidence in in overcoming obstacles while you're camping is great. And then the other thing is that you just also have to be so dependent on your own skill set. It's kind of a great equalizer because if you learn a skill, if you, you know, know how to cook, if you know how to start a fire, you really realize like how powerful you are. And so I am somebody who just likes to learn. I like to tinker. I like to, to make things. And so being outside was the ultimate kind of playground, I think, for kids because ever you don't, you remove all of your comforts at home, you know, even down to just making dinner, you have to work for it. And so, you know, we're also used to everything being instant now that I, I just think camping really gave me that opportunity to experiment and learn and to, to build skills in myself that also led to confidence. Yeah, for sure. Do you think your experience in Girl Scouts impacted your college or career experiences and how so? Absolutely. I think in Girl Scouts, you know, I remember interviewing an alum and she and I really connected over the fact that we're both living in our, in a fixer upper house and we're both renovating it ourselves. And within reason, I don't do, like, I didn't install my own cabinets because I was afraid of them falling. But one thing that she and I both really touched on was Girl Scouts gives you the opportunity to build confidence in yourself by learning that it's safe to fail. There's not a lot of places in this world where you can safely fail at something. And in Girl Scouts, not only were you allowed to fail, you were almost encouraged to sometimes because that meant you were trying something very different. And so I think having that opportunity to learn to fail was incredibly critical to me taking chances as I got older. And then I also think just naturally in my troop, I tended to be to emerge as a little bit of a leader because I'm, I'm a bit of a planner. Um, I'm not a real intense planner, but I am somebody that likes to plan a whole project. So we know what we're doing. I want to know the pathway being empowered to do that at a young age and being allowed to be that voice and kind of find my role. I think definitely empowered me into college, into doing some higher level education things. And then into grad school, you know, I have, when I went in and got my master's, it was so self-motivated. You work, at least in my program, I worked on a, a thesis that was a research project and I had to get surveys from people and I had to take human trial testing. Like I had to do the whole nine yards and and a lot of that self-directed confidence, I think, came from learning to do those projects in Girl Scouts, planning a, a bronze award project. And then planning a silver award project. I am so, so sad I didn't do my gold award. And I didn't ever finish my silver, but I did fully plan out my silver award before I ended up leaving the troop. And I think those experiences really, really set me up for knowing how to plan and then execute something. And the highest awards are just such a great pathway for that. The things that girls who complete the gold award have such incredible life experience after doing that, that I just, you can pay for a degree and sometimes not get the hands-on experience that you have with doing the gold award. 
Yeah, for sure. I did not do my gold award either. I didn't stay in Girl Scouts long enough either. And it's definitely like a thing that as a alum slash staff member slash volunteer, I have super FOMO of like, I'm so I I wish that I had done it. I'm I'm writing gold award bios right now for our class this year. And so I'm particularly in the mode of of getting those prepped. And one of the things I do each year is I write the bios for their bio boards and for their presentations. When it with at our big celebrate gold um, awards ceremony we hold each summer, but also I get to do the headshots for all the girls. And so that's a really fun thing for me to get to do is I read, read their projects, write these bios, and then I get to meet a lot of the girls in person and take sometimes their first professional headshot that's a career headshot. It's one that they can use in professional settings that they can use in college applications. And it's just, it's, it's amazing to talk to some of these young women. And, and I think, you know, aside from seeing the really, the really go-getter crazy projects that, you know, we have girls who are doing projects in Kenya and, you know, all over the world. Those projects are incredible. And I love reading about those. But what I also love reading about is the more shy girl who isn't always the leader, isn't used to being the one who drives her own project and develops a project that makes an impact and that brings her out of her shell because of it. There are girls who just don't want to talk to people. And like, I really get that, but the gold award most times pushes them to talk to people outside their comfort zone in a really safe way. And where they are the leader, they are the driving force behind it. It's not, they're not being interviewed by a professor. They are the ones driving the bus. And so I think those projects are really really incredible for it too and and I'm also very envious I'm I'm curious what high school Allie would have done for her project had I been able to do it yeah and of course the gold award looked different when we were in high school anyway but yeah I wonder as well what I would have done I have no I have no idea and that's something that I think is really cool as far as the kind of impact of really as a girl, and this is, of course, true for bronze and silver as well, as a girl to be able to identify what's important to you and how you can take action and just like the lifelong impact of that is amazing. So speaking of impact, I want to talk about college because although you and I went to different universities, we were in the same sorority and our sorority actually also has some links to Girl Scouts and if you don't know, if you're listening, which you probably don't, unless you also are an alum of <laughs> our sorority, if you are, I totally want to hear from you because that's really cool. But the sorority that we were both members of is Omega Phi Alpha, and it is a service-based sorority, and it actually has its roots in Girl Scouts. So originally, when it was founded, it was actually a membership requirement that girl, the women who were joining the organization were alumni of either Campfire Girls or Girl Scouts. That is not a requirement anymore, but you can really see a lot of the themes in the language used and the kind of culture of OFIA that it it feels to me very linked to Girl Scouts. And of course, you have girl experience and uh, college experience in both, but you also have adult experience with both. So I'm curious if you want to touch on at all kind of the connection between the two and I don't know if that's significant to you. And if so, why? 
Yeah, I, you know, I almost felt like OPA was a second chance at Girl Scouts, which was really neat for me. You know, you and I share that experience of not going through the program all the way through high school. And so I think when I got to college and found out about OPA, it was something I was really excited about. My friend Trista from Phoenix joined the organization. I was in Kansas, didn't really have a home at you know, I went to KU and just really struggled to find a a student group that I clicked with. And so I went through the colonization process. I was the founding president at Alpha Kappa chapter of Omega Phi Alpha at KU. And that experience getting to work with those founders and build something from nothing, I think was, like I said, it was almost like Girl Scouts 2.0. The other thing is, is because it's a service sorority and not a social sorority, we still have the social pillar that is a really important factor of the organization, but our main pillar is service. And because of that, it attracts a type of person that was more similar to what I was used to in Girl Scouting. So yeah, I just got amazing leadership opportunities. I did go on to serve some national roles our national standards board. And then I was VP of business operations and led a convention in Philadelphia, which was really fun. And again, it was all that leadership stuff that I just really think I had a foundation within Girl Scouting. And now I'm on the sorority board of directors as the VP of lifetime membership. And, you know, looking at, at the girls that we have and hearing about what these chapters are doing, it almost looks like a bunch of silver awards, just on you know steroids and that they do five times five or six times a semester and the power of giving back through service was really instilled in me back in girl scouting and then i think it just kind of followed me through and when you step back at and look at omega phi alpha from a global perspective and you see the impact of service that this one organization has all over the country is really incredible and I feel like I get that similar feeling when I look at the stats each year on, you know, our council even and just what our girls do and the hundreds of thousands of hours of combined community service that they do. It's that you can really see the power of giving back and that culture of giving. And plus, I I think it's always great for kids to learn the importance of doing service and giving back to their community because I think that's how you build those strong community ties. And it's definitely how I built strong community ties at my university. It was my entire social group, essentially. And and so, yeah, it just, it was grown up Girl Scouts in many ways. And I loved it. It was a great time. I completely agree. And I, I yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it as well. And I think, you know, for me, it was also, it was immediately comfortable. The, the types of women who were at the recruitment events, even when I very first started, checking it out and the types of women who were in the chapter as I got to know people better and um, just the types of women who were who were drawn to it tend to be actually a lot of them Girl Scout alumni even still yeah it it feels like growing up Girl Scouts so it was, it was really it was really nice to have a college version of that overall what does your Girl Scout experience as a girl member mean to you? And how do you feel it's impacted your life? You know, we both grew up in Girl Scouting in the 90s. And that was a really pivotal time, I think, for girl empowerment. And I say girl specifically because it's obviously that translates in into adult 
women, female empowerment, but girl empowerment is, is so critical. And we were at this phase in our world of really, really embracing the power of a girl. And I just think looking back on that and looking back at the, you know, earning badges, earning badges on things that I may have not done otherwise, pushing myself to do a lot of masculine skills, so to speak, but as well as feminine skills and combining those and seeing the unifier of them. You know, when you earn a patch, it doesn't matter what the skill is. It's they're all a success. And I think that that was really a cool thing. One of my first early experiences learning to sew was my troop made our own junior vests. And so we had this whole like night planned out where we went over to one of the troop leaders houses. They had all the fabric, they had the patterns and we all made our vests. And at the time they also had puppies, which was great because there was one puppy for every girl that was there. And so I got to try my hand at sewing and I sew a lot now as an adult and I love it. And one of my earliest experiences using a sewing machine was in Girl Scouting and also just using my hands. You know, I referenced earlier talking about renovating a house. I bought a fixer upper in 2017 and, you know, there are projects that I've tackled that have I done them hundred percent perfectly? Absolutely not. Are there some that I'm going to need to read? do a hundred percent but even if I need to redo the project one I have found that even me doing it twice is still a third of the cost of what it would cost me to hire someone to do it so I can get a lot further in my house with the budget that I have by doing it myself but the other thing is I just like learning the skills I just like feeling like I've earned a badge as an adult I'm getting ready this weekend to sand hardwoods for the first time And I'm starting in a back room, you know, to make sure I don't mess it up. But it's that it's that feeling of of just excitement on being like, yes, I can do that now. And I really think that was just instilled in me at Girl Scouts because I wanted to earn a badge. I wanted to get my vest full. I wanted to celebrate learning things. And and I think for volunteers that are working with these girls, understanding that when you're when you, you know, your girls have moved out of Girl Scouts and they're into adulthood, the excitement you had to share those skills with them and to help them learn those skills is so foundational. Like, I remember my troop leaders being so excited to teach me things, to share their perspectives. And so, yeah, I look back on that. And I also, I also look back at my exposure to different political ideologies while I was in Girl Scouts, just with the troop leaders that I had, you know, Girl Scouts itself is by no means politically affiliated in either direction. And I think that's really the power of the organization is we celebrate women's achievements, no matter what side of the aisle they're on. And I think that's critical because it's critical for understanding where people are coming from and understanding the success isn't dependent on whether you're, you know, Democrat or Republican. And in my troop, in a really informative and not like never felt like anybody pushed their values on me as a girl, I got exposed to these different adults and the different ways that they viewed the world and obviously how that may have tied into their political affiliation. But the great thing about that was that I already had exposure to both sides of the aisle. I had one side of the family that was very Republican, one side of the family that's very Democrat. And so I was always kind of constantly getting both sides of the equation growing up. 
And I feel like in Girl Scouting, I continued to get that. I got adults that were on all sides of the political aisle talking to me about empowerment and how being a woman played into their life. Yeah, I think it just really influenced influenced a lot of my confidence, a lot of the, my worldview. I think even today, you know, I really try to look at how I can be involved. And, and I think that the last thing that was really important to me was the importance of using your voice. We can be a little bit afraid, I think, sometimes to speak up because we don't want to be wrong. But I got up in front of the city council meeting because they were wanting to build an apartment complex I didn't want them to build. I had my facts wrong on something and I said it with my whole chest and I was wrong. But you know what? It was one part of about a three minute speech that I had and it is what it is. And that faith in yourself and being like, you know what? Everybody's going to mess up. Every Nobody's going to be perfect ever. I think you really learn early on in Girl Scouting, you really learn that as you're trying new things because you're young and you've never tried these skill sets before and you're going to trip on the on the camping trail. But you know what? There's going to be an adult who can show you how to put a Band-Aid on the right way, how to make sure your wound is clean, and then they're going to get you up and they're going to make sure you're you're ready to go. And I did lie. There's one other thing that that as an adult, working for a council that I have really loved because I'm I'm a more fear-based person. I do have a lot of things that scare me, especially physical activities that are height-based or things like that. And, you know, being an adult working around girls and really hearing the challenge by choice philosophy that girls are empowered to make a decision on whether they want to challenge themselves has genuinely really, really changed me as an adult. I photographed um, something called Camp Fury, which is a first responder camp this past summer. And as an adult in my job, I was asked to go to the top of a rappel tower and it was something I was not comfortable with. It's a height thing. And rather than putting myself in a super stressful position that I knew other people could go get the shots because there's a lot of people really excited to go to the top of that rappel tower. I told my boss, I said, I'm choosing to not challenge myself in this way. And it was great because she's like, okay. She's like, that is not a challenge you're choosing. And I said, that is not a challenge I'm choosing. And not feeling guilty for saying this is a boundary that I have for myself was foundational. And I think I think that's something I, I learned more as an adult experiencing the language they use with girls now, but it still impacted me. Like it still has had an impact on me as an adult. Yes. I say all the time in this podcast that, you know, all of the benefits that girls get for participating in this in this program that we talk a lot about, and of course we should, that's the point, but adult volunteers get all of the same benefits. And we really, I think, especially the more that we know and understand about the point of the program and the way it's structured, and that's why we talk so much about GSLE and the principles and everything like that in this podcast. Um, but when we're doing those things with the girls as the adult volunteer, it affects us too. So I love that you said that. What is your advice for someone who's considering volunteering as a troop leader for Girl Scouts? Oh, that's a great question. So kind of going back to that impact that it has on the adult volunteer too, in a lot of my interviews, especially with donors, I have heard how they as Girl Scouts watched their mothers grow. One donor that I was interviewing and that I still have 
communication with because you're still very involved in the chapter and the council really really felt that the girl scouting experience had a significant impact on her mother in the 1960s you know she said my mom wasn't able to do a lot of things we were able to and i watched her grow as a woman in the 60s and so i feel like that if you're thinking about volunteering understand that it's not just you giving time to kids which is a great thing um and it's a powerful thing and it's important part of it um but i know that's not necessarily the driving factor for every volunteer out there um wanting to make an impact is important but just sacrificing your time and your energy only for the benefit of kids may not resonate with everybody and that's okay and understanding that your volunteerism is going to impact you too and it's going to make a difference in your life it's going to teach you new things and you're going to look back on your own childhood in a way that i think you don't otherwise get the opportunity to do you know being around the program as an adult is almost sometimes a little bit of therapy for me. I watch girls light up. I watch these things just click. And I remember that experience I had as a kid. And so the powerful part of volunteering with Girl Scouts is working with kids. And so I said that they're, you know, that piece of it may not always resonate with people initially, but I think once you get involved, it is the part that continues your involvement. And it continues you wanting to work with the organization because you see that even if you're making a difference in the life of one girl, that is the best way to make global impact, in my opinion. If you influence a child in a positive direction, that kid is then going to go on to influence others. And it is the closest thing in many ways that normal, everyday people can have actual tangible global impact is by providing a safe space for kids and especially for girls. I mean, in the world we're at today, we, our our girls are actively watching their world reduce their ability to function. We are taking rights away from women right now. And so there is no better time for people to be investing in young girls in an empowerment program and an empowerment program that has been around for over a hundred years and is the leading expert on female empowerment. Girl Scouts has done the research. Girl Scouts gives the flexibility. And I think the critical part of Girl Scouts is that it is custom tailored to the interest of any girl. There is not a cookie cutter way to do Girl Scouts because it all depends on what your girls want to learn. And I think investing in that investing in taking the time to instill love in kids and let them see another powerful successful adult male or female in their life who is invested in them does nothing but but benefit yourself it benefits the world and it benefits the girls that you're working with in your troop yes absolutely obviously i completely agree Thank you so, so much for your time today. It's been fun to get a chance to catch up with you and to hear a little bit about your what you're doing and your perspective on things and the work that you do it might sometimes feel like, and I'm sure you know this, but still you deserve to hear it. It might sometimes feel like, you know, you're doing graphic design or whatever, but and posting it in, you know, on a social media page or whatever, right. <laughs> but 
the reality is that what you are doing by raising that brand awareness, especially with the photography, by capturing those memories and then having that available to the community to raise that brand awareness gives the the girls in your community more opportunities to be involved in Girl Scouts. So the work that you do matters so much. And thank you for what you do for girls and volunteers in your area. And thank you for your time today to share with us on the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's one of the things I love the most is, you know, especially in the modern day of it all is to make sure that we're capturing girls who look like every girl. And it's, it's really great to make sure that these girls from all walks of life, from all gender expressions, from all types of backgrounds get to see themselves as Girl Scouts because it's a great unifier of girls. And that's what it was back when Julie Gordon Lowe founded it. Julie Gordon Lowe founded chapters that were really, really open for the time period. And if you guys have ever gotten a chance to read about her or learn about her, you will understand this woman was incredible. We have an incredible founder and I think it started with her. And um, so, yeah, we, we're all continuing the work. Thank you for all your years of volunteering. Um, and all the service that you've done over the years, it, it really makes an impact, I think. Thank you for saying that. And uh, yeah, and thanks for coming on the podcast. And for those listening, see you next week.